are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022, our second show of 2022. Happy New Year if you have just joined us and missed us on Monday. I am your host, Tidang Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that. If you are interested and uh on today's episode of locked on mariners we're answering your remaining questions from this week's mailbag we don't really have anything better to talk about anyway and there's some pretty interesting questions that we have left over from monday's show so if this is your first time joining us welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this we greatly appreciate it please tell your friends family all those out there who you know who are mariners fans to uh, check us out if they haven't already we greatly appreciate it so let's get into these uh questions here Colby, you have one that we'll get to in a, in a few, one that was DM to us on our Control the Zone account. We're going to get to that in this segment. But first, let's start with the uh, kind of an easy one here, uh, kind of a straightforward one here from Aiden, who asks, uh, what minor league baseball teams have you seen and who was their star player? Uh, for me, I, I haven't seen a, a ton of minor league baseball, but uh, the, the cool thing about moving to uh, to New Mexico, as if there is a cool thing about doing that uh, with that, but uh, when I moved to New Mexico, obviously they have the Albuquerque Isotopes there, the uh, Rockies affiliate, uh, who was the Dodgers affiliate at the time that I moved down there. But um, I got to see them when they were the Rockies affiliate play the Rainiers, the visiting Rainiers. And at the time, the Rainiers had Tyler O'Neill and uh, Leonis Martin was also sent down at that time and uh, saw him play. Um, and uh, I saw Rymel Tapia make a pretty good catch for the Isotopes, and um, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of stars in, in, in that one, to uh, to be fair. But uh, yeah, Tyler O'Neill, I got to see him live once before he was uh, traded for Marco Gonzalez. Colby, nice. Um, yeah, our, our minor league team here in town got taken away a few years ago. Uh, they are now the Hillsboro Hops. So. Uh, but, um, yeah, so one of the memories I have is, is going to our, our crappy little stadium here uh, to watch the old Yakima Bears face off against the Everett Aqua Sox. And newly uh, signed first-round pick Mike Zanino was, uh, was playing. Uh, yeah, for the Aqua Sox, whole reason we went down. And uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, he wasn't catching that night. He was DHing. Um, mm. And <laughs> believe it or not, he walked three times. And he flew out deep to center field, like back against the wall, caught. And it's about, mm-hmm. you know, 420 at our park uh, to de- dead center field with a high wall. Um, well, if there's anything we all know about Mike Zanino, it's that he absolutely walks a ton. Yeah. Just terrific <laughs> plate discipline yeah. at Mike Zanino. Noted never strikes out guy, Mike Zanino. Yeah. Uh, yep. Did walk three times. Um, 
So that was fun. There was probably some other pretty good players on that team that I'm even forgetting. Um, I've been to a few Rainiers games, uh, not not as many as I like to be, as I would like to go to. It's been a couple years, um, even before the pandemic kind of made it impossible. Uh, but I remember seeing Nick Franklin uh, in Tacoma. I remember, uh, I think James Paxson was doing a rehab start, or maybe he was just down. Like I said, it's been a while since uh, since I've been to a Rainiers game. But I, I remember I definitely saw James Paxson pitch. Um, but yeah, the, the, the minor league baseball memory that stands out most to me is, is being excited to go to my local ballpark, my local minor league ballpark. One of the last years they were there and get to watch Mariners first round pick Mike Zanino, because if, if you guys remember the farm system around the time Zanino was drafted, it was better than it was at the end of Jack's era, but there really wasn't that that all that much to get excited about. So um, yeah, it's, it's the Mike Zanino uh, thing uh, for me is, is the one that really stands out. And that's at the time that was low a ball. So not great competition. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I haven't had too many uh, minor league experiences. Cause I, I just didn't have a, you know, a ton of uh, reason to go see the Rockies affiliate, you know, triple a affiliate. So um yeah. It's not a whole lot of interest there, but uh, it's a nice ballpark down there, though. Uh, one of the better minor league ballparks from everything that I've seen. Um, so it's a good atmosphere, good environment. It's got some cool stuff, uh, some cool scenery and all that. Uh, got the mountains, the Sandia Mountains nice. in the background and all that stuff. It's it's a beautiful place. And got to see the Rockies and the uh, the Mariners play a couple of uh, spring training games there. Um, like the first year that we moved down there, uh, saw Sean Figgins, of all people, hit a home run. Um, which never really got to see that happen. Um, so, you know, altitude, obviously ball travels quite a bit, right. you know, quite a bit differently down there. But, um, yeah, I had Mike Sweeney just completely, uh, ignore 12 year old me trying to get an autograph. That was fun. Ubaldo Yemenez gave me an autograph though. And he went on to win the Cy Young that year. So, uh, I, I would, uh, I'll just say it. Um, I am the reason that Ubaldo Jimenez won the um, Cy Young that year. I uh, passed off the magic. Sure. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. also on that Everett Aquasox team that mm-hmm. I probably saw but didn't pay any attention to back in 2012, uh, Patrick Kiblahan. Oh, yeah. Cattell Marte. Oh, wow. Nice. Chris Taylor. Ooh. Uh, Mike Zanino. Some dudes on this team. Yeah. Michael Guape. You remember him? Reliever? Oh, yeah. Michael Guape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dominic Leone. Yep. Yep. And former highly touted prospect, Victor Sanchez. I don't know if you remember him. But oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He unfortunately passed away. I believe so. Yes. He, uh, yeah. he had a pretty good year for them that year. So 17 years old at the time. So yeah, there were actually some uh, some ballers on that team, and I just mostly only wanted to see Mike Sanino. So uh, <laughs> just goes to show you, when you go to minor league baseball games, you never know. So pay attention. Some all stars on that team. Some future all stars on that team: Sanino, Taylor, two, Marte. Yeah, yeah, two four, good players. Six uh, six big leaguers on that roster. Yeah. Out of well, it looks like 42 players played for them throughout the year. So uh, mm. probably 20, 27, 26, 27 on that team. And six of them ended up being big leaguers. 
and uh, three of them ended up being everyday all-star big leaguers. So you never know. Oh, hey, Tyler Marlette was on that team for a little bit. You remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what's the uh, the question that we got from our uh, listener in the uh, CTZ DMs? Yeah. So uh, read that one off. Yeah. This question comes from Donald. I, w- I won't say his last name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he wants us to put together the best potential Mariners offensive lineup using only free agents. Uh, no trades allowed. And he wants to know basically is could they uh, get to, uh, well, he uses the phrase win it all. So basically, can they win the World Series uh, if they, you know, follow this best possible lineup type of thing? So, mm-hmm. uh, Ty? To, to answer that second part, uh, trades included, trades not included, doesn't matter. Nothing the Mariners could do in 2022 really is going to lead to a World Series. Sorry. Wow. Um, Ty's saying the Mariners are going to have the number one overall pick next year. It's messed up, dude. <laughs> All the optimism, yep. and that's where you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, clearly, you know, me, uh, you know, just raining on the parade of the uh, 2022 Mariners. But as usual, um, they're going to be good. You know, they're going to be competitive. Um probably going to be a playoff team in, in, in my eyes I, I think that you know depending on what else they do the rest of the way they're going to be a playoff team but i just i don't think that anything they can do this year is going to lead to a world series um but yeah um best possible lineup uh just using free agents um i'm signing michael conforto i'm signing trevor story um probably sign in i mean if we're keeping things like fairly realistic here uh, probably can't sign, you know, Chris Bryan as well. So I'm probably signing like Jonathan VR to play third base if I can't trade for um, Matt Chapman. So best lineup, um, let's say Adam Frazier hitting one, Ty France hitting two, Story three, Hanniger four, um, Conforto five. Um, I don't know. Help me out here. What do you think? JP six. Mm, I I kind of want JP hitting nine. All right, so then it'd be Tom Murphy slash Luis Torrens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelnick. Sure, and then like VR hitting eighth. Yeah, VR JP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good lineup. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a I, I would that'd be a top five American League lineup. Um and all this I think they're I think that would certainly get them closer to winning the World Series. But ultimately, you know, if the Mariners are gonna win the World Series in twenty twenty two, and I don't think they will, but it's it's theoretically possible, uh they're sure. gonna need guys like Julio to come up and be Ronald Superstars. Kuda. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna need Logan Gilbert to come, you know, reap not only repeat what he did last year, but you know, compete for Cy Young votes along with Robbie Ray. So uh, mm-hmm. it's nothing that's going to come from outside the organization right now is going to make them a World Series contender. Now that can change in July when we factor in trades in the middle of the sure. season. Um, sure. But as of right now, if they had Story and Conforto and, and VR, for example, I think they're officially, I, I think the Astros are nervous about their their lead in the division and I think it's entirely mm-hmm. plausible that Seattle could win the division 
Um, but they're still going to need help at the deadline. Uh, and again, they're going to need somebody to uh, just pretty much explode in a way that we don't really see coming that that's how they're going to do it. So uh, is it yeah. possible? Yeah, it, it's, it's possible. Is it likely? No, but uh, it's, it's definitely no. non-zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I should reframe what I said. There's nothing that they can do this off season. That's going to put them in line for the World Series. Now, like you said, if they get hot to the point where they're looking to really add at the deadline and say they get like a Jose Ramirez or what have you, then we can start talking about that. Sure. Especially if guys start to pop and, and whatnot. Like if, if Julio comes up and he is, you know, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, whatever. Say Jared Kelnick starts to figure things out. He's an all-star or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these things are just so like astronomically like improbable you know to like firmly say right. like yeah i can count on that um yeah i just i can't definitively uh or i can't confidently rather say uh that they're going to be in line to to push for the world series but hey who knows who knows we we were very wrong about the team last year so anything is possible don't think many um, of us took the braves to win the world series after acuna got hurt last year either so that's true. That is true. That's a very good point. Hey, maybe they, you know, maybe the Mariners find their Jorge Soler and they find their Eddie put Rosario you, and they find their Adam Duvall. Put you yourself know? in position to to win the World Series by making the playoffs and literally anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, yep, just you got to get there first. And I think the lineup that they if they did that, I think that lineup would be. I would feel very comfortable saying they're a playoff team. And at that point, yeah. World Series really isn't that big of a reach. So mm-hmm. we'll see. All right, so we will be uh, looking at more of your questions in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars even contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Meanwhile, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So, Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Lockdown Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate the support. Let's continue answering your leftover questions from this week's mailbag, starting with uh, Jordan Levitt at Mormon Pizza Man, who asks, uh, if you had to trade three bullpen pieces off the roster, who would they be and why? So I think the one that we should start with here, Colby, is Drew Steckenrider, right? I think that's the guy that we had heard for a while that they may trade him. 
this uh this offseason doesn't seem like that's going to be the case now though just with the way that the offseason has gone we haven't heard him involved in any trade discussions obviously that could change once the lockout is over but he seems kind of like the one guy that they could take advantage of his uh trade value and um you know because i mean he was a top 30 reliever in baseball last year pretty much out of nowhere and he's frankly not as crucial to your bullpen as as probably you know paul seawald or casey sadler is so uh is is stecken rider on that list for you as well probably because it's it's really interesting because there's a couple ways you go with this like are you trading them for just the who you think you get the most for because that's seawald stecken rider and probably castillo Mm. um but then you have three holes you have to fill yeah. Maybe, but probably not. Um, you know, mm. Sadler just doesn't have the stuff that the other three do, and and stuff is, yep. is you know sexy in the bullpen. But obviously, Sadler's season speaks for itself. Um, but yeah, but then you know the Mariners are looking to compete in twenty twenty two. They have to go get three good relievers now, and that's you know. So do you just trade your three worst guys? Well, you could, but I mean, you're not going to get anything for them, like. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's kind of a weird, like weird I might way be to able to get like a back end 26 man for Eric Swanson, right? Like I could yeah, probably Swanson get like would be a, maybe Swanson Nick would be one Solak of my three. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I Swanson would be one of my three. Um, and then probably one of the top tier guys. So, uh, Stecken Ryder Castillo, um, Seawald, if, if somebody's going to blow me away, um, I don't think Seawald's going to repeat what he did last year really by any stretch, mm-hmm. but, I'm willing yeah. to bet. I mean, we I'm already willing... saw signs of regression towards the end of the season. Right. And that, that might've been from overuse. Um, he, he threw 60 sure. some odd games in five months instead of six months. So, cause he didn't make his, you know, he didn't start pitching in games until May. Um, right. so yeah. Um, so I'd probably do second rider, uh, second rider Swanson and then Anthony Mashevis just so I can get him out of my bullpen. Just so Scott will stop using him in high leverage situations. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with that loss. I'd say stick around or Swanson and uh and uh Tony Sandwiches. There you go. So yeah. All right. Thanks for the question, Jordan. Um let's uh let's move on here to uh Alex Ledbetter. At Alex Ledbetter fifteen. If you were in charge and the uh, decision had to be made today, would you extend JP Crawford? Um, yes, but not for longer than like two years, two additional years. I just yeah. don't. There, here's the thing. Even though that he was able to sustain offensive success and, and some of the changes that he made in his in his plate approach you know stuck around there you know he he stayed consistent in his production for the most part you know more often than not he was he was productive offensively last year even then i'm still a little concerned because even even with some of the changes that he made to his swing it still looks really weird and janky and i just i don't know if that's if that's going to be conducive to long-term success. Um, that's why, you know, I, I, I'm pretty like firm about having them hit nine this year. Um, because like, Hey, if he, if he continues where he was last year, you know, from last year, then you have a great number nine hitter 
And if not, then you have him in a spot where he's hurting you the least, where you can still take advantage of his, of his glove and everything. And he'll still give you some production offensively, but just not, you know, what he was giving you last year. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern. Obviously, defensively, he's fantastic. You know, one of the best defensive players, you know, shortstops, overall defensive players in, in all of baseball, honestly. Um, but yeah, the, the, there are some concerns that make me hesitant about extending him. But overall, I would do it just not for a very long term extension, couple years at most. I probably wouldn't. Um, just because I don't need to. Um, right. JP's only going to make $5 million this year, and then I still have him for two more years after this year. Um, seems like something you probably want to do next offseason. Uh, because here's, like you said, I, I don't think there's much of a risk that JP like finds another level offensively, and now you're going to be looking back saying, oh, man, I wish we would have gotten him when we could have gotten him for you know cheaper for $10 million a right. year. $12 million a year instead of now I have to give him $16 million a year. Um, and if that does happen, that's great. <laughs> like, like awesome. Like JP Crawford's an offensive threat. Now that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Good like if you. he finds like power all of a sudden, you know, yeah. Like, like if, if he gets if back JP to that, like 15 home run power that, that he kind of had at the, at the start of his career or like, you know, what it was yeah. expected of him, then yeah, sweet. Awesome. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take that all if, day and I will happily JP, pay the extra money for that. Yeah, if JP could hit 270 and bop like 15 to 20 home runs and keep his on-base percentage where it's at, like, yeah, I'll happily put that guy $16 million. But uh, without power, it's just there's really not a reason to do it. I don't have to do it yet. So I'm, swing I'm isn't really conducive to power right now. No, so. it's, it's, no it's, it's very contact heavy. So, um, And I don't know if I want to messing around with that too much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would just... I would let it play out this year, see how it goes, and then probably talk to him uh, this offseason, uh, particularly if you're riding a wave of momentum. Uh, you make the playoffs. Maybe you, you push your way to the ALCS. Uh, JP's probably not going anyway in terms of leadership. It's It seems like he's uh, you know cemented his leadership role on this club. So, uh, yeah, it, it's I'm not in any danger of losing him. So, no, I, I have three full years before I have to worry about free agency. So I'm probably not interested in doing it right now. I, I have a lot of other things I'm I'm prioritizing over JP, and then maybe I'll mm-hmm. get to JP in the middle of the year or uh, sometime next winter. So I would say no right now. Yeah, yep, I agree with that. Um, I understand it. Um, again, if you can get a deal right now, um, sure. Just again, just not something that's super long term. If he wants five um, and forty, like sure, right. Yeah, but he, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. what I was thinking, pretty much. Is like if you can if you can do that, if he's like willing to take that, if if he and his camp come to you and they say, yeah, we would take this, then sure. Um, but I don't think there's any way there's any reason really for you to go out of your way and give him anything longer term than that. Um, you should, yeah. right? Because there's still there's still so much uncertainty. I need to see another year of him playing the way that he did last year. Yeah. And, you know, again, there were also some hiccups along the way last year as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't just a completely, you know, perfect, consistent year for him at the plate. Uh, There's some bumps in the road. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to see if he's able to sustain that, um, you know, sustain the the success that he found. 
and uh, be able to, you know, do that for most of 2022. Because obviously he's going to hit some bumps on the road again. Every player does, but you know, is is the good going to outweigh the bad? That's really my my key thing this year, and so I need to see another year of that. Yep, I think that's fair. Yep. All right, so we uh, have one more question remaining. It's kind of a biggie, so we will be getting to that in just a moment. But real quick. A reminder of this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. All right. One question to go from MJFB80 at MJFB80. We ask, based on the highest trade value in the Mariners organization, who is your top 10? So, our top 10 most valuable Mariners players, assets, what have you. You want to start, Colby? So, uh, yeah, just just to uh, just to clarify here, trade assets includes everybody on the 40-man, everybody, like what? He says organization. Is, so anyone that's or, in the any organization. Prospect. Okay. Any okay. prospect, any player, anyone who is in the organization that can be traded, who has the All most right. value? Uh, number one is Julio Rodriguez. I feel pretty... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's Julio still. Um, it could be Logan know, Gilbert, though. That's what I was... Yeah, that, that was my hesitation, is it could be Gilbert. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to have a ton of interest. Uh, I'm still going to stick with Julio, but Gilbert's right mm-hmm. there, because this is a guy who's still has six years of club control left and he's already proven that he's a, you know, at least a number four starter and he doesn't even really have his breaking stuff figured out yet. So I, I would probably say Julio one Gilbert two. I, I think that's probably where I would go. Um, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Julio is still the most valuable asset in the organization because of um just the sheer upside the um i mean he's one of the best prospects in all baseball right now um the the one argument that you can make for gilbert is like all right well he was a top pros you know one of the you know top pitching prospects in the, in the game and he came up and he actually had success and there's still a ton of room for him to grow and he was able to i mean the september that he had and some of the opponents that he pitched well against i mean that's definitely very intriguing um but yeah i think in the end just the uh the weight that that julio's name carries i I think um brings him to number one um so i I would go gilbert too um the the interesting thing is kelnick right how much did kelnick's poor year drag his value down I, I don't um, think that and much, how much to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Um, the the second part of that also is like how much did his September recuperate? Right. Um, and so for for to me, me, I don't think that he ultimately. If we're just talking about net loss, right, of value, yeah, I don't think he lost that much. Um, in the end, um, I think he from, lost from some. seasons. Yeah, from season start to season's end, though, I don't think it's that much. Um, yeah, if you if he was if worth a dollar in you mm-hmm. know May, I think he's still worth like ninety seven cents. Right. You know what I mean? Just like I, I, I don't think it dropped that much. Right. So with that, I think I'll put him three. Um, Probably going to put Kirby three, just because okay. young pitching is so like valuable. That's that's a good point. Right that's a good now, point. So. Yeah. I'd probably do Kirby um, three, Kelnick four, mm. but I feel pretty confident that that's the top four. Like you put them in whatever order yeah. you want, but I feel pretty good that that's the top four. After that, so sh- sticking <laughs> sticking with pitching here, right? Yeah. Like, is Matt Brash and Emerson Hancock more valuable than Noel V. Marte? I don't think so. Um, okay. I, I I think even though those guys Brash, might be closer. To the big yeah, leagues and yeah, because I think people will look at Brash and they'll they still say reliever. Um, right. Enough teams mm-hmm. will say that that you're not going to have like this big bidding war for him. Um, mm-hmm. And Hancock again, the injury issues. Uh, I, I think his value's down a little bit, which is why I prefer not to trade him if you could help it. But obviously, there's deals out there that you should make um, if they're out there. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they would. I think Noelvi's probably five, and then. I think Brash is such a polarizing guy in the industry that I think teams, there are teams out there who would only consider trading for him as a reliever. Like they're not even interested in letting him start because mm-hmm. they so full heartedly believe that he can't do it long term. So, so is Brash know. even in the top 10? I don't know because I, like I said, I think the top five is, is Julio, Gilbert, Kirby, Kelnick, Marte. And then after that, it mm-hmm. could be Ford. Uh, Ty France is going to have some trade value here. Uh, yeah. JP Crawford is going to be an interesting name. Uh, you know, you just kind of start looking through. I'm Robbie Ray. I, I, I don't know if he counts um, because he just signed. He hasn't even pitched for the Mariners yet, but um, he's going to be up there. Uh, obviously, Everson Hancock, we saw him ranked him. We saw him ranked Harry Ford. Um, Brandon Williamson, like Mitch Haniger. You know what I mean? Like, Abraham Toro, we know there are teams that really like Abraham Toro. The Mariners are one of them. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if Brad Brash is probably ten, if I had to, like just put a number on him. He's in that 10-11 range, mm-hmm. but I think Hancock is still ahead of him because I think teams are still convinced Hancock can be a number one uh at some point. Um and then I I think Ty France just the bat. Uh, Ty France isn't higher because he's first base only, but the bat is like legit. You can't even deny that. So Ty France has to be in the top 10. Yeah. Harry Ford has to be in the top 10. And I, I think JP Crawford is probably eight, nine, 10, somewhere in there. Young shortstop who can handle sure. the bat plus defender. So, and then is Abraham Toro in there. <sighs> I don't know. Cause we know how much a lot of teams really like him. Yes. There were teams that called the Mariners after they acquired Toro. Uh, wanting yeah. to trade for him like that day, so and we we just saw because the, reports, the Mariners got him for you know a couple months at Kendall Graben doesn't mean that you know that's what they would right. you know they would get an equivalent of that in return. 
Right. It just, you know, we, we heard, I think it was pass and say that Toro is just like an absolute favorite amongst the, the analytics crowd in major league front offices. Yeah. Like the, the analysts who work in front offices, they love Abraham Toro's profile. So he might be, he might be 10. So I don't, I just, again, this, this tough question because it relies on what we think of other teams thinking about the Mariners guys, mm-hmm. but I'll go with, uh, I'll go Julio Gilbert, Kirby, Kelnick, Marte, um, Hancock, France. No, Hancock, JP, France. Toro. And we haven't even talked about, you know, Mitch Hanniger. Yeah, just the one year left in, in the. Yeah. Marco. Did I say Harry Ford yet? I, I think Harry Ford's got to be top 10. Yeah, you haven't said Harry Ford. Yeah. yeah, I'll say Ford is top 10. So outside of the top 10 for me, is still Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, Mitch Hanniger, mm-hmm. Matt Brash, uh, Brandon Williamson. Like, it's the Mariners are in a really good spot in, in that regard. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's when you, when you break it down to 10, which is a huge number, and you say anybody in the organization, it, it really leaves open a lot of room for discussion you think you got your top 10 i'm sure matt brash is in it um yeah so i'm gonna go julio gilbert kelnick kirby Marte, france um uh crawford i don't know i kind of feel like i should put robbie ray in here somewhere even though like yeah he just signed but if we're just strictly talking value because i mean like defending al Cy young award winner on a pretty team friendly deal um i feel like he's got to be in there at some like yeah i'd probably put robbie ray seven at least you know because the contract probably limits things i don't know um Crawford, yeah, but where's Hancock? Hmm. This is hard, man. Yeah, this is a really hard exercise, but it's a fun one. Um, you know, yeah, Hancock's got to be. A, we could probably. I, I would say on. Hancock's probably probably Hancock's probably ahead of France. Sorry, what were you saying? I was gonna say we could probably bring. We should probably bring on somebody like Jason Churchill and ask him this question yeah yeah that would be good because yeah that would would be like an hour and a half conversation i'm sure (laughs) yeah we we would have our whole week slate of uh episodes from just that one conversation right (laughs) um yeah so all right i think what i'm gonna do is uh, rodriguez gilbert kelnick kirby Marte, hancock france um ray crawford Toro? Okay. Maybe Ford? Um Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a really fun exercise though. I actually really like that question, MJFB eighty. So appreciate it. Appreciate the question. Appreciate all of your questions that you submitted this week. 
Um, a lot of good ones over the last couple of episodes and uh, appreciate your patience with us. If um, we had to answer your question, it's, you know, we had to save your question for, uh, for today's show instead of, uh, instead of Monday, instead of being able to get to it on Monday. So uh, appreciate all that. Appreciate the questions. Appreciate your patience. Appreciate everything. Appreciate you tuning in all that good stuff. That's going to do it for our show today. And thank you so much for joining us here on locked on Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, be sure to uh, to follow us on Twitter uh, at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E. G-N-Z-L-Z. And uh, Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now. In the meantime, while you're waiting for us to come back on Friday, Fan Fiction Friday, and by the way, be sure to submit your trade ideas to us on Twitter or via email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Make your second listen of the day, LockedOnBets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. LockedOnBets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And uh, just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. Be sure to submit your Mariners trade proposals for Friday, and we'll see you there for Fan Fiction Friday. Peace.